0: Welcome to the Business Design Podcast. I'm Dr. Kent. And I'm Randy Baker. And on our Business Design
1: Podcast, we scour the world for the most interesting, delightful, entertaining, and knowledgeable folk that we can find. And today we're going all the way to Lund
0: in Sweden. So this is, you know, my ancestral homeland. You know, I feel the calling, the magnetism to that, to that country, Sweden. I love it. So we talk about the weather, we talk about fashion, we talk about ideas.
1: And we discover a new term. And you're going to have to listen to a conversation with Magdalena Bibic to find out who
0: popcorn people really are. Because we're definitely popcorn people, and you just might be too. So listen in, Magdalena, awesome chat. Nice to speak to you, Magdalena. It looks like pretty nice weather. I have to explain that to our audience because they're just listening and they can't see you, but uh, it looks like there's some nice light coming in. How's the weather?
2: It's summertime. It's really warm. It's beautiful. You should never complain about the warmth, although it's kind of warm.
0: (laughs) That's the the, the thing I love about uh, Sweden is the the just absolute passion people have for the outdoors in the summer because you you got to treasure every one of those sort of warm days, right?
2: The the most funny part of the year visiting in Sweden would be somewhere in maybe April or May when the first ray of sun comes out and everybody stands still in the middle of the town just looking towards the sun. (laughs) Then you know it's coming, it's time for the summer season. And then everybody will complain at this time of the recording now that it's too warm. So we're kind of never happy with the weather.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They can't
0: decide whether to like the weather or whether to not like the weather. Exactly. (laughs) My grandmother in um, Minnesota uh, would always say when I was small and it would get up to, you know, maybe 80 degrees, you know, or 30 degrees Celsius or whatever. And and she would say, oh, I suffer so, (laughs) you know, so nice to talk with you. And speaking of weather and Sweden and suffering, um, <laughs> tell us a little bit about about you and, and what you do.
2: Well, uh, I am uh, an owner and founder of an idea generation agency, most of the time a one-woman show, but sometimes I, I bring in help. So basically, I help people to understand their idea generation process, their own internal idea generation process, and how to uh, generate something that their customers will want based on behavior, either a, an existing behavior, how to generate something you know, for, for a specific behavior, or how to create a behavior in, in the customer uh, with the help of good ideas. So everything I do revolves around idea creation, idea generation.
0: I love that. Idea creation, generation, ideation, all exactly. these words are, yeah. are fun. But they're they're kind of words that grasp around for something that's almost inexp inexplicable. It's also not pronounceable, inexplicable. <laughs> but it, it's sort of um, an intuitive thing, right? So, how did you how did you first get into that and, and figure out that it was a uh, something you could do use in commerce? You know that your mm-hmm. intuition could actually be something attached to business.
2: You know, I've been doing this for years without labeling it. I've been uh, teaching entrepreneurship for years and years, and during class and also I've been the CEO of a believe it or not a stand up comedy company. That belonged to my ex husband. We had three different clubs running. And I, what I figured I was doing the best was creating ideas. And then people would start asking me, How do you come up with all those new ideas? And then I started teaching it, and people would ask even more. And when we started, I started creating exercises based on both the problem solving, as everybody talks about, that good ideas emerge out of problems and pain points, but also for the sake of it, for, for the academics of it and for the for the art of it so i've always been doing it i cannot even explain in detail how i do it but just i just do it and that's what people want out of me
0: so if we go a little deeper on that uh, just then randy's going to bring some sense to this madness but mm-hmm. um but <laughs> if i go one level deeper do you have are your parents your your surroundings your upbringing your multi sort of culturalism, uh, multilingualism, international, everything. Mm -hmm. Where did the intuition come from? Were Were they intuitive?
2: No, they they are, my, my dad, well, oh, maybe, well, yeah. My dad, he's, um, I call him the crazy professor, but within cars. He would he would buy, when I was a kid, he's retired now, but he would buy used cars that have been in accidents and then he would work on them and he would fix them and then he would sell them and he would always let me be in his workshop. My mom would always dress me in white dresses and my dad would always have, have me play with the car oil, so they are divorced now. But I've always been a part of something, you know, creating something. And then I remember as a child, I wanted to become a fashion designer. So I would actually make my own clothes. And still, I read everything and I would draw and they would actually let me paint on my furniture in my room. So room looked like crazy. And I've been always like testing stuff and trying out stuff and would change styles. And, you know, one month my room would look like a hard rock cafe. And the next month it would look like an artist studio, a bohemian chick, whatever. So I've always been like that. And when I started studying, my, my parents, my Polish parents thought that their bright daughter should become a lawyer. So they put, I, I applied to law school and found out, no, 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 this was not at all for me. So I started studying uh, business and economics and marketing. That was a little bit more creative. I graduated from both. I have a double major, but I've always been, you know, going towards something else. So I had a little break of seven years turning 30 when I said, you know what, I'm going to become a dancer. So I had like, people have their 30-year crisis. Mine was maybe a little bit more advanced because I quit my high-end job with the corner office and the company car and and whatnot to become a professional dancer and choreographer. And you know, in my 40-year-old crisis, it's actually correcting a mistake because when people people ask me for, for the last 15 years, when people have asked me, if you were to do it all over again... What would you change about your education? And I would say for the last 15 years, you know, I should have studied psychology. So now I'm actually correcting my mistakes. So I'm back at the uni, half part-time or yeah, well, maybe full-time, but still uh, I'm working as normal, but I'm studying psychology to actually combine the idea generation and the psychology and creating my, finally the niche I've been looking for, I guess, which I've named psychology of ideas. So I'm going deep on the idea generation because I want to understand the the behind the scenes of idea generation because I can get into the flow state with a blink of an eye. I can decide how to and I can do it. And if I can do it, maybe other people can do it too.
1: So Magdalena, I find that fascinating because um, when I was 15-ish, 16, I wanted to be a lawyer When I was 18, I decided that business studies and marketing was the route I wanted to do. While I was at college, I decided that psychology was something I needed to pick up, so I picked up psychology as well. All right. So business, marketing, psychology and ideas, all very much interrelate. And I'm the sort of guy that has more ideas than I can ever follow up on, and other people that I know have no ideas but wish... They could get them. I've never been able to bridge the, the reason some people have no ideas and other people do, but it seems that you've found a bridge for that. Yeah. Uh, now, I know you can't give away your secrets, and I wouldn't ask you to do that. That's what people pay you for. But how did you discover that bridge?
2: Well, I don't mind giving it all away. And, you know, actually, you should give away ideas for free because there is a secret with this. Even if you give away an idea... 98% of people won't have the energy, the time, the whatever. But maybe mm-hmm. that idea breeds something new into their life. But for people who struggle with ideas, I try to teach them that idea they're going for, maybe it's not as interesting or as inspiring. Maybe they are creating an idea because of, because they they are forced to. Maybe they are not really into that process. And if they are, I teach them the idea generation process. We talk about the information that the input, the input is crucial because if you if you don't have creative and high quality input, I mean you cannot find an idea out of nothing. So you need to have all the building blocks to be able to build a house. The first thing I do with, with clients who are stuck and don't have any ideas, I ask them to get off social media for a month and only consume high quality content, and then let's get back to you know well, let's let's talk about it in a month. And magical stuff happen because when they only consume great content and good, good information in, they open the door to a great idea generation process. And also we talk about the imposter syndrome, the what is the worst thing that can happen scenario. I mean, if you, if you try to create an idea and, and you're afraid that it might, might, might fail, I mean, most ideas fail, rare ideas become successes. And I read something. I'm a little bit connected to the d-school at Stanford. And and they did a study that three great ideas came out of 82,000 idea suggestions. 82,000 down to three. So, I mean, if you're you're stuck because you're afraid of pursuing something that might fail, okay, let's create 82,000 more. (laughs) And, And let's see which one sticks. For people who have too many, I give them a an idea timeline, and I give them a checklist to prioritize and and score their ideas. And if they still want to go after everything, I mean, uh, there are people who would love to pursue 10 ideas at once. I allow them, so to say, to pursue all of them, but in maybe a 20-year timeline. So if the idea is still interesting in 16 years, by all means, go ahead. And this is a hypothetical gameplay, but it actually works.
1: There is, a, there is another element about your background that I find intriguing because um, my wife was also into fashion design. She went to fashion school. Um, she wanted to be a fashion buyer for um, retail stores and discovered that that wasn't where her passion was. She then changed into business studies. She became a CFO. So we now, when we go to restaurants, we will sit down, and we will just look around. And we will redesign the restaurant in our know, heads oh, yeah. you know, conversations. You know, the bar should be over here and the waiter should be doing this and the menu should look like this. So we exercise our creativity continually just by looking at the world around us. And it sounds like that's what you're trying to get your clients to do is to exercise their creat- creativity by observation rather than by being fed
2: Their ideas oh no no that makes total sense i want to create i want to transform into idea generating autopilot machines right so everywhere they go they will see it's actually but it can be actually a little bit disturbing because if you are at the state of idea generating an autopilot you find solutions to every problem and that can be annoying not for yourself but for the spouse and for the friends and
1: yes absolutely
2: (laughs) but but still you find very cool ideas and once you are in your idea generation autopilot machine state you also are generous with, with giving away ideas because there there is no chance i i maybe create 10 ideas a day and I will probably give away nine and a half of them a day because there is no time and somebody else might do it better. And that is also a secret to, if you are an idea generator and if you, keep, if you get ideas easily, I call us or them popcorn people. You know, ideas pop out every day, like popcorn, all the time. You will not be able to, to do all of them. So give them away. Maybe there is somebody more capable or, or competent to pursue that idea or sell them.
0: So... I am super intrigued by a couple of things. One is, I want to take us back to to your brand, to who you are, um, and I the, the stark nature, I mean, it's clear from you know, all of the images of you online and so forth that you're an artist and, and you have that mindset. So the idea of the child with the white dress <laughs> and the grease on yeah. it the oil on the dress it's a, such a stark image that that really makes sense i mean there's a canvas here and <laughs> it's this white dress we're given it's this canvas and then it goes your life goes to the walls of your room and then mm-hmm. it's this shifting changing universe that you can determine and then the canvas becomes you because you're saying the dance Dance Mm. is the canvas. This is me. I can do this myself. I can move. And the improvisation that's part of comedy, so these comedy clubs. So I'm really curious. It it sounds to me like the way, just the way you have been brought up and the way you think is different. So what is missing from society and from business? Is there an idea desert? Is there uh, a misunderstanding of ideas, of ideation, of creativity? And, and yeah, what's your place in that?
2: We play it safe. We play it way too safe and we think too little. We go for the obvious ideas and sometimes during brainstorming, th- there is this uh, cognitive idea of wanting to we are happy with the first idea we create, something that makes sense, and then we we stop. we don't we don't go further. and we are we are not consuming good enough content to feed our brains with with good enough input to, to create good enough ideas so I am totally allergic to mediocrity I hate it I hate it so when I see when I see a commercial on tv or something you know that could that is not well thought through I just get you know I'm sorry I can get a mental breakdown out of this but when I see something that is like finalized somebody has Consider this a few times over. I love it. And my mission is to create better ideas and not something mediocre. And, and I, I believe, I believe actually that if everybody would put in as much effort as to consuming good stuff as we put into Netflix or Facebook or Instagram scrolling, we would be so much smarter. So I'm all about thinking smarter and I, I force make my clients consume such stuff. At the moment, I making my clients read about stoicism and essentialism and all that kind of stuff, and only focus to what's important. And I mean, sometimes I, I've made my clients within retail to read Kafka and see what they get out of it because you know, that that kind of stuff. That could also be my preference for high end literature and classics. But I think we're too we're doing making ourselves too dumb by choice.
1: But making ourselves too dumb. That that is the greatest quote. So you've said <laughs> some really interesting things. Making ourselves too dumb, allergic to mediocrity, <laughs> idea generation on autopilot, and my personal favorite is popcorn people. So <laughs> with all of that going around in my head, my my brain is exploding right now. So my pleasure. <laughs> we we like to we like to keep these conversations short and sharp and why don't you take a few seconds, a few minutes, and tell us how people can find you, and what sort, who would you love to connect with you right now, who would you love to pick up the phone and say, Magdalena, I need to talk to you?
2: At this very moment, I would love people who work with marketing who try to understand the behavior of their uh, consumer, their client, so that whatever they're creating. At this moment, would be better served for the needs that the clients have. But in the long run, I love to coach and, and help people who want to understand their own idea generation process, who who think that they can do better, and who want that the last touch that will help them make ideas that are actually great. I, who want to become the the idea generating autopilot machine, <laughs> who just you know creates. Great stuff that helps people with whatever, you know. Yeah. So that that is my target audience. And I'm, I'm producing content both in Swedish and English as we speak. I, I work in three languages, Swedish, English, and Polish. Try to doggle them. I don't know if this is the right strategy or not, but that's mine. So I'm creating online courses as we speak on consumer behavior. And also, I have something. This is the first time I'm mentioning. I've, I've created something I call the psychology of ideas loop so this is the first time i'm using the the loop uh out in public so there will be content on how it all comes together with your own process versus the behavior of the customer
1: that's really exciting thank you for (laughs) announcing that on our podcast that is is an amazing amazing thing really appreciate that thank you so much for your time magdalena Um, wow we hope all our listeners start having ideas. And if they don't, they need to connect with you.
2: They're most welcome to do so. The easiest way to find me is on LinkedIn. Uh, you can both follow me and of course connect with me on LinkedIn and everything. All the handles are pretty much Bibik, except from Twitter, which is Magdalena Bibik, but everything else is Bibik. So whenever you want to find me, it's easy.
0: So nice to chat with you. Really you. really inspiring.
2: Thank you for having me and uh, have an awesome day.
1: Well, Magdalena, I cannot tell you how much I enjoyed our time together today. The parallels between your background and some of mine, the parallels between your background and my wife's, the parallels between your way of thinking and Kent's and mine, it's crazy. And thank
0: you for sharing so openly with us. That was quite the experience. What's neat is that idea of popcorn people just bouncing ideas out of their ears you know like um love that concept and it made me think you know if, if there's popcorn coming out of your ears you might as well give some of it away before it goes bad because popcorn gets gross after about an hour right and that's kind of what you were saying you're like listen you're, you're popping all these great ideas out give them away you know send them off with uh with good wishes sell them do something with them that was really neat to all our listeners, if you're listening to
1: this podcast and you found value and listening to us speaking with uh, Magdalena, you might also find value in our website. Just go and take a look at where are we
0: today, Kent? Okay. We're at thoughtpartnergroup.com, I believe. Yep, no, I was just having a, um, I was popping some popcorn over here trying to try and see if you would get it right.
1: Right. So I think I got it right. Uh, if I did, and you go there, That's thoughtpartnergroup.com. You might see a little button up in the top right-hand corner. Uh, No, not not the left, on the right-hand corner. And that will be uh, an opportunity for you to spend a minute or so giving us some ideas, and we'll spend a minute or
0: so and send you back an email as soon as we can. Yeah, it could be that we have a conversation that changes our life uh, forever. So if you think that's a distinct possibility, you know, come on back here and listen to us again. And uh, maybe we'll talk to people as interesting as Magdalena. Not sure at this point, she she was pretty interesting. But you know, I'm thinking in in hindsight, we should have had her say things in Swedish and Polish because she is trilingual and works trilingually. We should have, we should absolutely should have tried to speak those. We should have, shouldn't we? So if you have any Polish, Polish questions or Swedish questions, you know, ask them online, and I'm sure she'll get back to you.
1: Yeah. And in the meantime, give us your comments. We'd love to know what you think about our podcast. Well, as long as they're good thoughts.